Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2021 Memorial this week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am on Twitter at BDN Trick, and my podcast partner, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Not too shabby, not too shabby. Recording on a Tuesday because of the wonderful holiday on Monday. It made it a little easier for the both of us, so uh, good stuff. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Happy to be here. Happy Memorial Day. Yes, happy Memorial Day to it's all the Memorial you, Tournament. It's a, I wonder if they planned it this way. I'm just saying. They must, <laughs> they, they, I'm guessing they did, just a hunch. But um, did you get the chance to watch much of the golf last week? Um, I, I watched uh, a, a lot of it on – well, not a lot of it. I watched some of it on, on uh, Sunday. I was playing golf. Yeah, I, I did watch a lot of that final round. Yeah, um, yeah it was uh, – it it wasn't great golf, let's put no. it that way. Kokrak did everything he could to give it back to Spieth. It was very, very, yeah. very tough. At the same time, I could see the pressure because even Spieth had to tell the crowd to be nice. Like, leave right. the guy alone here. Oh, they were fully on Spieth's side. It was, uh, yeah. it, it was rather, um, I don't really know what the word for it is. but it's like uh, home court advantage. He had home it court was, advantage. And then, you know, <laughs> you, you usually don't see that in golf. You just don't. Yeah, no. Even if, you know, even in situations like that, you rarely see it. It was like a Ryder Cup. It's like, okay, we got our guy, and we're going to just like be loud as hell and just right. talk trash. So that's what it was. But, hey, we got fans back, so that's a good thing, I guess. We'll look at the positives on that. It was fun. I'm glad Kokrak held on because I was about, I was starting to feel really bad for him because it's not like Spieth was taking it from him either. He was giving right. it to Spieth. It was no, like Spieth it, it would have been, been one thing if Spieth was making golf shots. But it's like, no, he, he wasn't even doing that. It's like, don't do right. this. Come on, man. So hard to win a, win a golf tournament. Don't, don't do this. But, um, yeah, other than that, I, I was I had friends visiting town. I played a lot of golf uh, the last couple of days. I, I watched Sunday's round, but uh, the first three rounds I didn't get a ton of. Uh, six to six percentages were through the roof, as we expected. Yeah. Um, I think I saw on Cut Sweats the five dollar double up had like sixty seven percent have five of fives because none of the main chalk went down. It was freaking crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, my six to sixes got there, but there was times when I was nervous to say the least. But uh, let's move on. Let's go to I'm the ready. memorial. We have uh, another invitational type field. I believe it's 121 golfers as well, unless I'm totally mistaken on this. 120 right now, I think. Yeah, 120. Okay, so we're in that we're in that world. Um, and Tom Walton in the chat. First, let's have a profitable week, boys. And he says the word you're looking for, Jesse, is bullshit. People <laughs> cheering when his shot would be in the rough as a bad look, but still kind of loud. He has been trying to settle over a shot. Yeah, that's I it. don't dis I don't disagree with that take. It had a happy Gilmore feel to it. Like it was when, very clownish, very yeah. cartoonish, circusy. Uh, I don't like that for golf, but you know, like I love the I love the raucous fans, but you have to know when to be raucous type. Yeah, situation. and don't cheer against somebody. Yeah, cheer all you want to for Spieth, but like when when he when Kokrak misses a putt, like that's that's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. or when he when he hit you know, like like Dom's talking about he his approach shot would go like far left off the green or something. It's just like oh that's rough. That's it's almost like the fans at sixteen it's at uh, Scottsdale, but the entire round. <laughs> right, right, right. And and you know people are gonna say well it happens at you know other sporting events. Yeah, it does, but golf is different. Yeah, 
Yeah, Dominic, it had a WWE heel versus face, baby face. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, if it was Reed or somebody else, that would have been really entertaining, to say the least. But what has Kokrak done to anybody? Like, uh, e- even if it was Reed, I still wouldn't have agreed with it. Well, I think we would have got some bounce back, so that would have been fun. But Kokrak, yeah. nothing. So, Or give me right. Brooks or something. Give me one of the guys that will kind of chirp a little. Yeah. It could be entertaining. I could yeah, let's that. head. Let's head to the memorial here. 120 got, uh, player field, still T65 and ties. So over half the field makes it to the weekend. So we know it's going to be should be on paper a high 66. But the difference this week, I will say, extremely tough golf course. A lot of bogeys to be had. You might get a little more carnage this week. Might you might have a couple of those big chalky names missing the weekend. So hopefully like, part of me wants that to happen, not to my guys, but just in general, because it'll make it a little more interesting, but uh, we'll see how that goes. What kind of past event history do you have on this one, Jesse? Yeah. So uh, a couple things to, I mean, uh, last year, this was kind of at the beginning of the restart. Um, yep. They they played back to back weeks here. The first one was called like the work day or some shit. And it, yeah. they played like 20 under on, in that tournament. And then they, uh, the memorial or um what's the name of this place it's i just call it jack's place it's uh mirrorfield village mirrorfield village there we go mirrorfield decided they were going to redo all their greens so they literally just destroyed yeah their their current greens for this for the second tournament so the scores came down drastically and if you look at I'll, i'll obviously Say the winning score here in a second. You'll you'll notice that there's a, a drastic difference. So, but I, I I did see that they they made even more changes, uh-huh. um, including redoing the greens. And so I do feel like it will play more similar to the the last year's event than it will to past year's events. So just keep that in mind as I go along here. So last year, 2020, uh, John Rom was the champion, nine under, three shots over Ryan Palmer. 2019, Patrick Cantlay, 19 under, two shots over Adam Scott. 2018, Bryson DeChambeau, 15 under in a playoff over Ben On and Kyle Stanley. Jason Duffner was the 2017 champion, 13 under, three shots over Ricky and uh, Anharban Lahiri. William McGirt. Dirt McGirt. 2016 champion, 15 under, playoff over John Curran. I mean, there's some random-ass names here. Mm-hmm. David Lingmurth was the 2015 champion, 15 under playoff over Justin Rose. Hideki won in 14. Uh, Cooch won this in 13. Tigers won this five times, including three straight, 99, 2000, 2001. Um, Bart Bryant was the 2005 winner. I'm just going to start random, you know, having random people now. But uh, Rose has also won this in the past. Um, so there you go. Yeah, one thing that kind of you can tell with the names Jesse's mentioning it's not a certain type of golfer per se, which is kind of weird because it's a par 72 over 7,500 yards, almost about 7,550, give or take. It is a new layout, like you said, but it's a long golf course. So you'd expect bombers or whatever, but you mentioned a lot of guys that ain't bombers in that group that are doing just fine because it's a Jack Dinklis design. And what Jack does is make you hit spots. He doesn't care how far you can hit it. He puts things in the way. And that's part of the joke. Like when he watched the workday, people said he's probably sitting there in his office, like, just devising plans to basically screw up the next week, which meant, you know, burning the greens out and other things. But when they look at this remodel, that's why I'm not going to get too much into the different specs of the course. The distances are kind of be the same on the uh, holes for the most part, dog legs, all that kind of good stuff. But um, they redid pretty much every green complex except like four. They left very similar, still redid the grasses on the greens, left those similar. So there's about 14 new greens 
with different slopes than the guys were used to and, and different situations there. They redid all the bunkering around the greens, added some more, changed them around, all that good stuff. They even added some fairway bunkers and redid those to make them even more difficult on most of the holes. Uh, I think I believe there's three holes where they ripped out the entire fairway, three or four holes, and redid the entire hole. Like we remember seeing that during the awards ceremony last year for uh, Rom, they were literally bringing in backhoes as mm-hmm. things going on because they had like 11 months to make this happen. So bottom line is, it's the same golf course, but it's not, if that makes any any sense. Like, you're still going to Mirfield Village, but these guys, they're pros, so I'm not too worried about it. And you would think still, like, the sight light and comfort and stuff, that goes a long ways on playing a golf course, knowing right. those kind of things. That's going to be huge. But around the green games, I guarantee you, if you went to a practice round, there'd be a lot of extra time spent around some of these greens yeah. and putting on these greens this week. Um, I still think guys that have played well here will kind of have an upper hand. I just don't know, Jesse. How much do you waste, uh, rate like past course history here, knowing it's kind of a brand new golf course in a, in a way? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm still waiting it as, as much as I would, even if they didn't do anything last last year, because it is. I mean, I, I it they mostly redid the greens. Yeah. So yeah, there's gonna and like even there they added some spots and, and, and flattened some spots out to where they could put a, a pin. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I think course history still matters. I think the biggest difference is going to be is some of the ways they change the bunkering is just another way Jack says, okay, you can't hit it 320 here now. Now you got to do something else. Or um, when you're bringing your approach shot in, you're not running it up over here. You need to put one on the green and make it stick type stuff. Yeah. I think that's more of what we're going to see. Like once they're on the green, pros are pros. Bent grass is bent grass. I think they're going to figure that one out relatively okay, I would say. So I'm with you there. Um, it's going to be a fun tournament. I do expect it to be more around the 10 under range like last year. It was nine under uh, compared to the usual 15 to 20 under range, like you're yeah. saying. I'm, I'm with you there. Jack, Jack wants it to play hard. He wants it to play very tough. He wants it to be um, – it's an imitational for a reason, but he wants it to be a challenge. And the thing is, when you have a 10 under type tournament, it keeps most of the field in it because no one's running away with things. Right. So that's kind of part of the appeal as well. So what kind of uh, stats are you looking for this week? Um, par five scoring matters, uh, especially on this golf course. Um, other than that, a lot of the same stuff. Uh, I, I, I am waiting bogey avoidance, um, more so than, than birdie score this week. Uh, and then, you know, strokes gain tee to green, strokes gain approach, a lot of that stuff. Um, and course history. Yeah. I think the, um, one thing we've seen recently on these longer golf courses that like 175 to 200 range coming in is going to be big. That's why Morikawa did well here and Thomas did. I know it was the workday portion of it, but still that approach shot. They're the best iron players on the planet right now. So that goes a long ways, but uh, bogey avoidance thing is a very good one. Very, very good one. And nothing like watching a tournament where you know you have to do all the, the par fives and you're watching on your phone and your guys bogey or double bogey oh, par yeah. five. Whoa. That's what this event does, folks, because – other events you play, it's easy to get backstrokes because of birdieable holes. Not so much here. So, <laughs> like, keep that in mind when you're watching that on Thursday. Fun stuff happens. Uh, real quick before we get um, Dom Walton mentioned, seven holes are par fours between 450 and 500. So, long approach shots in, as we were yep. saying. You got to really, really bring it in that regard. Uh, Fanshiresports.com. Use promo code always press for 25% off the packages of your choice. Just a couple things here. And you can do all kinds of goofy stuff green speeds, green types, all that goody stuff. I said like guys coming in good form over the last 10 events when it comes to DraftKings scoring, leading the way, shocker, Jordan Spieth, who's just leading everything. But Morikawa, 
Kaufman's third. In a lot, I mean, uh, Charlie Hoffman is third. Not Kaufman. I was going to say Smiley yeah, Kaufman. No, not Smiley. <laughs> this is not the Corn Fairy Tour, my bad, or Latin American Tour. Charlie he's Hoffman. Not, he's, he's leading zero tour, tours in anything. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Hoffman is third. Vic Hovland is fourth. Cam Smith is fifth. Then you have like Bryson, Xander, John Rom. But the fact Kaufman sits there at third is, is a bit surprising to just show that one. Uh, par 72 over 7,400 yards. These longer courses we've been seeing a lot of. John uh, Justin Thomas leads the way again. Then John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Charlie Hoffman is fourth in this one. Xander Shoffley and Colin Morikawa. And uh, that'll do it. I'll leave it at that one. If, if everybody wants to uh, check out some other stuff, uh, they can go to fanshiresports.com. Promo code always press. All right, Jesse, if you are ready for this, let's do let's some DraftKings picks. 10K and above, and it's a loaded field. Very loaded because it's an invitation. It's Jack's place. So guys want to play for Jack. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Uh, probably the hottest player on the planet is 11-3. John Rahm at 11-1, the defending champion. You have Bryson at 10-9, Rory at 10-6, Morikawa at 10-4, JT at 10-2. And don't forget, at the workday, Morikawa won it, and he beat JT in a playoff. So we got some fun stuff there. What do you have in this range, Jesse? Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, it, what a world we're in now where Jordan Spieth is the top price and it makes, in this and it makes field. Sense. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it made it made more sense last week. This 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 week, I don't yeah. know. Um, but I mean, his course history is okay. You know, thirteenth miscut, seventh miscut, thirteenth, fifty seventh, third. He's not won here like he had. You know, True. last week. Um, you know, to finish second last week, he has finished inside the top ten in four of his last five starts. Pretty good. If you want to go back even further, it's like uh, six of eight. I mean, it's just really good golf uh, from from Jordan recently. So. It goes without saying that I like him. Um, John Rahm, you know, I mean, obviously the defending champion. I I, I don't know. I, I, if you, um, you know, if if you got more on him, you let me know. Rory, I, I feel like, is also okay. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, all these guys up here, except for with the exception of Jordan, aren't really playing like lights-out golf. So how do you, like, justify paying this for for any of them um i wouldn't talk anybody off of playing anybody i'm just gonna say i like jordan speed the best that's probably the only guy up here that i'll play so i don't know it's tricky because a the 9k range is very very strong when you know it's gonna take six to six it's gonna be pretty easy you kind of almost i'm not saying you want to go fully balanced but it's hard to go to stars and scrubs which is what you have to do if you come up here there is a 6k chalk play we'll talk about that just running wild Everywhere you turn out, the advantage of doing a Tuesday show, you kind of start hearing more buzz. So we'll get to him eventually. But Speed's a great play. I think he's his form right now is outstanding. Uh, you talk about a guy around the green and just if he can get the putter going, he's in business. Like you mentioned, Rom played better at the PGA Championship. He seems like he's been all over the place of late. Maybe he gets back to a place he's comfortable with and gets it done. No one will be surprised. Bryce and I will not touch. Like if he gets it done, congratulations, Rory. You know, wins the Wells Fargo and then just struggles tremendously at the PGA. So who knows there? I do like Morikawa, a guy, like I mentioned, the iron play, you know, 14th last week, eighth the week before. He's not lighting the world on fire, but he's playing decent golf. I don't mind paying 10 4 for him. And then JT looks very lost right now. Very, very lost. Did a great thing by giving a check to that young player, keep him going. That's awesome. Maybe karma points come in this week. I don't know. I can't play DFS on karma <laughs> points. It's not a trending subject, but, um, he, he seems lost right now. He's like grinding just to make cuts. And like last week wasn't the most loaded of fields. So that's kind of concerning. Um, no one would be surprised if anybody wins this from up here because they're all elite golfers. But uh, it's Speeth and Morikawa for me. And if they're both chalky, I'll probably just pass. 
and go down to the 9K range. 9K, we got Hovland at 99, Xander at 97, Cantley at 95, Matsuyama 94, Connors 93, Finau 92, Reed 91, Scheffler 9,000. See, I can stomach some more of these guys, Jesse. Who you like here? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is this is a, a major championship type of pricing and feel. This this is a very low, loaded 9K range here. Um, I do feel like Hovland at 99, uh, you know, is is very playable. You know, 30th, 3rd, and 3rd in his last three starts. And that 30th place finish was at the PGA Championship. He played uh, both times here last year, which was his first two times here. Finished 3rd the first time. A week later, finished 48th in the more difficult, uh, you know, conditions. Uh, I, I don't really want to play Xander. I've I've seen Patrick Cantlay's name already. You know, I mean, I don't – it. Four straight missed cuts, then the 23rd place finish at the PGA Championship. So has he figured it out? I don't know. He very well could have. Um, I like Hideki at 94. You know, he's miscut 22nd, 6th, 13th, 45th, miscut 5th since 2015 at Mirfield. Um, obviously won the Masters, then flew back, flew, flew back to Japan, came back 39th, 23rd in the last two starts since he did come back. 23rd place finish was the PGA Championship. I think he's very playable. I don't want to pay 9300 for Corey Connors. I'm just going to skip over that name. Uh, Tony Finau at 92. I really like Tony this week, and I, that really scares me because he's coming off of two straight top 20s, so 20th place last week, eighth place, solid, really solid top 10 at the PGA Championship where he just automatically shows up. And he's got decent course history, eighth place here last year, um, and then 13th. 40th, 11th, 8th. He did have a miscut in 2019, but you know, I really like Tony. I, again, loaded f- field. I, are you on Patrick Reed this week? I like him in events like this. Tough courses, long courses, grind them out courses, a course yeah. where around the green game is going to be very important. It right. checks all the boxes for Patrick Reed. Uh, I agree. Like it's, it's, this is wheelhouse. You know what this course kind of rem- reminds me of for those that might need like a, a more recent uh, resemblance, and I could be totally off here. But that workday WGC they had at concession, yeah. it reminds yeah. me a ton of that. And we yeah. saw it redid there. I could see that. It, it looks to me like ownership-wise, Cantlay is going to be super chalk, and then yeah. next in line, Reed is going to be right there. That's going to make things more difficult, for sure. I will not play a chalky Cantlay. Not a chance. No way. Uh, what about Shuffler, though? Off the miscut, we know he can be hot and cold at times. Is this the time to go back to him at like no ownership? Fun fact, I, I won and done him last week, so... <laughs> Well, then he's golden this week. That's why he missed the cut. Um, yeah, I mean, normally I, I would, you know, he twenty second in the in the the actual memorial last year. So, I mean, I can see it for sure in a GPP. Even though he's coming off the missed cut, it should have lower ownership. I think one thing about this range is, besides Cantlay, I think I do think ownership will be kind of spread out. Yeah, so, I could see that, and it also depends on how much the ten uh, k and above gets chalky yeah so. for sure but it's like this range I, I always love hovland i think he's worth some darts in this one the biggest flaw in hovland's games is short game so it, we've seen him when a short game's like at least decent enough he contends right if that short game's off this play is going to eat him alive he won't see the weekend right. so uh, i think he's a very very interesting play one of the better ball strikers on tour but it's it's definitely a gpp not a cash game play i always love xander but i'm, I'm he's gonna be popular cantley's gonna be popular i love the matsuyama call Great pivot off the two, coming in great form, great iron player. He's been putting better. This is kind of like a Matsuyama-type deal. Uh, Finau, I'm a big fan of. Reed, the thing is, 
I want to see Connor's ownership because he doesn't, you know, people don't think he belongs in this price range, and I get it. But if we're talking about an approach game and you need an approach game here, who's better? Right, that's now? very true. I mean, it shouldn't be a putting contest. So, I mean, no. I get it, but just paying ninety three hundred for Corey Connor, I know it stings, but that could lower his ownership. That's why I, I don't think disagree it's, with that. I think it's highly interesting, just because if we're thinking about what's necessary to get to that dance floor, he checks all of those boxes. So. Um, something to think about when we uh, talk, look at the ownership on Wednesday and whatnot could be a nice little, uh, Corey Connors day, but it seems like every time I think that, then everyone else is thinking the same thing. And Connors gets very popular like every week. So I haven't even been on in the last few weeks cause he's been chalkier than shock. So right. we'll, we'll see what happens again. And this is a great week to play ownership leverage when over half the field makes the cut. Keep that in mind too. Um, eight K range here. You got the struggling Sam Burns at $8,900. Neiman at 88 Fitz at 87 Cam Smith at 86 Usti at 85, Lowry 84, Hoffman 83, Sungjae 82, Billy Ho 81, Bradley and Fowler at 8,000. You mentioned major pricing, man. This 8K range is outstanding as well. So who checks the boxes for you here? Yeah, I mean, when you say struggle, what do you mean by Sam, Sam Burns struggling? Well, coming off the withdrawal, and he, he oh, I guess I he guess. did get a second at the Byron Nelson. He seemed like he was just, uh, he struggled here, I meant. That's what I meant to say. He struggled at this course. So he finished 17th at the work day and then yeah. withdrew the year before that, miscut the, the year before that. I think he's an interesting play. Um, do we know why he WD'd from the PGA Championship? I was so like disconnected I that whole week. I thought I saw them say something. He slipped and hurt his back. That's what I remember seeing. Like See, he was also not playing well. I'm with. Well, did, did he did he WD like mid mid round or something? Yes, uh, mid round. They said he was doing something, kind of slipped on the sidewalk or something, hurt his back, and he was done. I mean, if you want to risk it, I don't see any reasons. I mean, the if old he's healthy, gone. I mean, he very, he very well could just have been playing like shit and decided he was going to the house after yep. a win and a second place finish in back to back weeks. I mean, hypothetically speaking, you know, if there's a normal non hurt Sam Burns, I'd be all over him at 8,900 there. Uh, Neiman at 88, uh, miscut 31st, 27th, 6th. Um, Dom said back, back injury slash hurt feelings. So. There you feelings. go. Uh, <laughs> Neiman miscut 31st, 27th, 6th in his four starts here uh, and, and has not missed a cut since God knows when. Does, didn't you, the last time we discussed him, say so he has the, the current He has the current longest streak, yes. Yeah, back to the uh, Northern Trust in August of last year. So cut up on about 10 months since Neiman's missed a cut. Uh, Fitzpatrick, 8,700. Yeah, he's Anderkirst as well. Just keep that in oh, mind. But God. Come the on, perfect, man. it's the perfect setup. Again, low scoring affair. If you think it's the more 10 under approach, it's Fitzpatrick time. Well, but. when I saw his name and, and, the, and the price, um, you know, I always go back to I actually listen to what you say, um, believe it or not. <laughs> and, you know, the, the tougher track and, and yeah, ball striking affair. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind Fitzpatrick. At eighty seven hundred minus the the Andrew curse doesn't look like he's going to be too awful popular. Uh, Lowry at uh, eighty four hundred, I think, is interesting. He did miss the cut here at the Memorial version of this last year, but thirty ninth, fifty second, fifteenth um, has been playing pretty well as of late. Coming off the fourth place finish of the PGA Championship, sixty fifth the week before that, ninth the week before that, so decent there. Hoffman, I do believe, is going to be popular. Yep. You mentioned his name like half a dozen times in your fan share deal there. Seventh place here last year at the workday version of this um, and has just been playing lights out. He had a Sunday 65. He shot 62 on 
Friday, but Sunday 65 to pop into third place finish there last week. Um, he hasn't missed a cut since the Phoenix Open back in back in February. Uh, and then uh, Billy Horschel, I like him quite a bit, as, especially as a pivot off of Charlie Hoffman. Um, 13th, 7th, 9th in his last three starts uh, at, at Jack's place here. And um, 40th last week, 23rd the week before that, 25th. I mean, just making cuts and kind of middling there. And then Keegan at eighty at 8,000. I don't know how popular he'll be, but he has made two straight cuts. He made both cuts last year at this tournament, and uh, he hasn't missed a cut since the American Express back in January. So, Keegan's is playing some good golf. It's I mean, pretty wild. It, if you think of like golf courses where Keegan should be all right at, it's a place where you know puts an emphasis on ball striking, right? Definitely, it definitely fits the Keegan game plan. Hundred percent with you there. Uh, that should be a, a play. There's like Hoffman is going to be so chalky. It's it's ridiculous right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just can't stomach it. He has like horrible course history outside of that work day. I'm talking just from the memorial standpoint. Horrible course history. Yeah, coming in in really good form. Not going to knock that at all. But man, that course history is bad. Uh, so you're, you're definitely bucking the trend of people are going to be bucking the trend, not you are going to be bucking the trend. And um, I probably won't have any Hoffman, so pray for me if you see him in the top ten on Friday afternoon or something. But uh, I, I've always, I always like a little bit of Neiman. You know, didn't play well here last year in the Memorial, but coming in with like so many made cuts on the, at the Schwab, he just struggles tremendously over the weekend. It just, it's almost like he said, "Well, I'm out," like type thing, and just kind of finished, went through the motions. I always love Fitzpatrick. Uh, great finish here last year, fits him perfectly as we talked about. Cam Smith, I'm a little torn on, so I'll probably pass for now, but he always comes in virtually unowned. So keep him in mind if you're making a lot of lineups. I love Usti for this format because I don't think he's going to withdraw for it being Jack's place. Um, so I think it's a good Usti track, $8,500. And then Billy Ho, I'm with you there. Great course history, coming in in good form. So like Usti and Horschel are kind of my pivots off of Hoffman, both directions. That's where I'd be kind of building things for now. Uh, no Ricky Fowler love? No. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit out that silence. That is perfect. <laughs> um, Seventy-five to seventy-nine hundred dollars. We got Woodland, Scott, Leishman, Bubba, Rio, Day, Tringali, Bez, Sink, Streelman, Homa. Another loaded range. This is a crazy yeah. stacked field. Uh, what do you like here? A lot of, a lot of big time names here. I'll start up top with Woodland. I mean. Um, he's made every cut here since 2015. He, he did miss the cut in 2015, so every cut since 2016. He's got a fourth-place finish, a fifth-place finish at the Workday version of this last year. Coming off the 14th-place finish um, last week, 38th PJ Championship. I, I think he's playable, very playable. Um, Adam Scott, I don't have him missing a cut here since 2010. I don't know about nope. previous to that. Now, he did miss the cut at the PJ Championship, opening 78. I mean, it... I, I don't really know, but before that, I mean, he had made a bunch in a row. I like him as a GPP play at, at 79. Um, Bazin Hoot, 7,600. He he played here last year, finished 22nd in the Memorial version of this. Uh, obviously, he showed up at the PGA Championship, had a terrible Sunday, shot 77, but he was in the mix uh, to at least top 10, ended up finishing 30th. He hasn't missed a cut on the PGA Tour this calendar year and he hasn't missed a cut worldwide since October of last year at the Scottish open playing really solid golf Streelman 7,500 bucks, really good course history. I don't have a missed cut here since 2015 for him. Um, he was in the mix at the PJ championship. 
75 on Sunday. He was in the mix at the Charles Schwab, 72 on Sunday. I mean, when I say in the mix at Charles Schwab, it, it was really a two-horse race. But, you know, if he shoots, you know, if he goes out and shoots 62 like Hoffman did, you know, he's got a chance there. So. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't hate that at all. It's definitely worth a look. I like the Woodland call at 79. We've been kind of back and forth on him for a while here waiting on the injury situation, but seems to have uh, figured that one out. So I like him a lot. I love Leishman at that price tag. A guy we know can contend at any course. Uh, he's played very, very well here. I know the miscut at the PGA Championship sucks, but that was a tough, tough deal. So I like Leash at 78 quite a bit. Um, Grio intrigues me. Played really well last week. Uh, not always the best on these long courses, but, you know, he's a PGA Championship. He even got 38th. Wells Fargo, he got a 14th. So Grio at 77 is very, very interesting to me. I love Bezenhut, as you mentioned, at uh, 76. He's very, very live in this one. Uh, and it's Streelman, I don't hate that either. I, I just can't stew goat. I can't stew goat on this. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, but I'll probably regret that. As last time I said that, he went out and contended for quite some time. But yeah, it's pretty much um, Woodland, Leishman, uh, Bezenhut, and Grio for me in this range. Seven uh, K to seventy four hundred. Who's checking the boxes for you? Did I cut out there for a second? Yeah, just for a brief second. That's perfect. Because uh, now my, you know, my my internet is just. I don't know what it's doing. You go first, and we'll see if we can get anything um, up from me. Don Walton mentions Mayo did ownership. Streelman, Tringali, Grio, super chalky, like 15% plus. Well, that answers my no-play Grio moment, so that's good right there. Um, seven, 7K to 7,400. We got Kucher, who's played really well here, but coming in just back-and-forth wishy-washy condition, so I'll, I'll pass there. I'll go back to Matt Wallace. Hopefully lower ownership if you kind of – underperformed the last couple of weeks, but still making cuts finished fourth place here last year. So back to Wallace at 7,400. Uh, see, Wu loves this place. I don't think I can do it. Withdrawal at Charles Schwab. I think I'll pass there. I'll stick with Wallace at 74. And then I'll go on down to guys like Lucas Glover at 72, eighth place at the Charles Schwab. He's made five straight cuts here. He uh, is intriguing at 7,200. Matt Jones, three, a uh, couple straight made cuts here. Miscut last week, 30th at the PGA, 37th at Wells Fargo. So the longer courses, He's getting it done. So Jones at 71 is another intriguing play to me. Other than that, though, like a lot of this, it's either a lot of these guys down here, not great past event history. It's all current form, uh, which makes it tougher for my style of play. Like Gooch is coming in in great form. I think he'll be a bit popular. He's talked about a lot. Carlos Ortiz coming in in great form. He could be an interesting pivot at 7,000 off the Gooch chalk if you want, or you just dip into the, to the absolute lower, lower range of things and uh, maybe a KH Lee. He could be interesting. Won the Byron Nelson, finished 58th at Wells Fargo, 29th at the Valspar. He made a handful of made cuts in a row before the the um, missed cut at the PGA. So Cage Lee at 7,000 be another one to take a peek at. Uh, you, you back up and running? That was some really good stalling you just did there. Um, but, I'm, yes, I'm back up, ready to go. Uh, I think Siwoo was playable. So I, I actually watched this. At, at the Charles Schwab last week, he withdrew because – he shot 72, which is two over par. I'm pretty sure it's par 70 last week. So he wasn't like the, – the cut was, what, one under or something? Yeah. That's um, and then he, he started his Friday round, and like three bogeys in the first four holes, and he hit one out and had to re-tee on his fifth hole. Then there's a rain delay. So, oh, so he's like, he, hopped, I'm out. he hopped in the jet and said, you know, I'm out. So – you know, Siwoo is kind of like a Bubba, where he just plays well, where he plays well. He he's made four straight cuts here. I think he's playable. Uh, Brendan Todd, um, 
also plays these well enough here, especially for this price. 22nd last year, miscut 2016, 2015, 17th, 2014, 8th. So it's got good course history. Coming off an 8th place finish to the Charles Schwab. Uh, before that, had just been kind of making cuts, and that's about it. He did miss the cut previous to his 8th place finish. But I like Brendan Todd. I don't know. I don't know if if Munoz, um, you know, it, third place last week. He had a really good, a really good week, and it's been a while since he'd had a good week like that. So maybe he figured something out. Uh, he did finish forty eighth here last year. KH Lee, like you mentioned, seven thousand bucks. I like him quite a bit. So um, I, you know, I, I know he he obviously won a couple weeks ago. He's made both cuts here, coming off a missed cut to PJ Championship. Whatever. Uh, previous to his win, he was very very good tee to green then he wins because he's very good tee to green so keep that in mind yeah i heard um i actually saw sebastian muñoz gained 10 strokes putting last week so that's why he, he showed up out of nowhere but uh it was good to see and i love the uh the jokes about flex seal finally finally getting some good tv time so, so that was that was yeah, some pretty strong stuff know, as well yeah. oh, don really mentioned like 11 going. stroke putting yeah yeah, I don't really like going back to people who, who gain that much, but maybe he figures something out. Well, Munoz his... is a guy we loved for a while, so we know the talent's no, he's there. He's not been playing well. No. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, 6K range, who are you targeting? Uh, Luke List, 6900 bucks. I mean, hypothetically speaking, this should be a, a List type of track. He did finish 10th here last year. Sepp Straka, 6800 He made both cuts last year, 61st, 14th in those two starts. Uh, coming off a missed cut, but before that had made – Six in a row, um, and Danny Willett, sixty six hundred bucks. I'm just kind of you know throwing some shit out here. Thirty uh, second last year uh, at this at this actual event. Twenty seventh the year before that has made two straight cuts, um, which is decent for Danny. There, uh, one of them was the British Masters, but he also made the cut at the PGA Championship. Uh, Henrik Norlander, sixty four hundred, finished sixth here last year has been atrocious this year. 50th miscut, 48th miscut, 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 miscut. But course history's there, 6400 bucks. RCB 6200, we got any interest there? No. Not, not doing not it. it. Okay. Not happening. Well, He's been tilting me too much. I think if you're down here at 6200 bucks, RCB's a, a a decent a decent option. And then Kyle Stanley at 6100. That's, That's but, the one everyone's talking about already. But like it's not the same thing. Like I've 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 heard comparisons to to Whaley. Yeah, it's not the same as Whaley. No, he's made three straight cuts on tour. Now he's made four or five. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, he has one eighth place finish. Okay, that's great. He's finished inside the top forty the last three starts. Of course, history is okay. Miscut, miscut, second, sixth, seventy fourth, third, miscut. I mean, but yeah, if he's chalky, no. I'm not no. playing Kyle Stanley. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of Stanley buzz, so it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, 6K range for me, though, it's it's not the best really top-heavy field. Well, not top-heavy. It's a very loaded field, but you get down here, it's tough. One guy, Sepp Straka, you know, 61st here last year. If we talk about long iron approach game, he's usually very, very strong in that type of format, so he could be a guy to look at. Uh, Alexander Norn coming in good form as well at 68. Do we go back to Lonto? He's below seven K now. Yeah, I mean, the, I I looked at Lonto earlier. He's just not playing the same as he was before. That's for sure. He's not. No, he's not as consistent. I don't know. I I if, I wouldn't talk anybody off of playing him because of the prize, but he's yeah, another coming in three or four missed cuts. Not great. 
No, another guy I like though, you know, missed the cut here last year, but coming in in pretty decent form outside of a missed cut at the PGA Championship. Wyndham Clark at sixty-seven, he's a guy that can bomb it and uh, grind it out. His putter's usually bad, but if it's not a putting thing, we good. Uh, you mentioned Danny Willett; he's actually played really well here. So sixty-six hundred, that could be a definite angle to look at. Uh, Brennan Steele has played very well here, coming in horrific form, but thirteenth here last year, forty-first the time before. Um, he's an interesting play at 66. Patrick Rogers has played well here. Could be a Patrick Rogers week, Jesse. Something to keep in mind. Um, other than that, though, it's real like you can make different arguments for different guys, as you said, just kind of strolling around past history and whatnot. You know, Duffner, past champion, usually a Duff guy. Um, but Stanley's going to be the popular play, and that's going to be very, very terrifying to get a popular uh, Kyle Stanley for sure. All right, let's recap things real quick, Jesse. 10K and above, who's your top pick? Spieth. I'll go more Kawa to be different, but it's pretty much speed. Uh, 9K range, who's your top play? Finau. I like Finau a lot too. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Patrick Reed, hoping he's not too chalky. Uh, 8K range, go with two. Uh, I'll say then I'll say Neiman and Horschel. I'm gonna go with um, Fitzpatrick and Usti. Those will be my two. Uh, 75 to 79. Um. I'm going to say Woodland. I like that Woodland call quite a bit. Um, I'll go Leishman. I like Leishman a lot today or this week. So I'll go there 7K to 7,400. Uh, Brendan Todd. The Todd father. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – give me Matty Wallace. I'm going to stay. I've been playing him like crazy. Disappointed the last couple of weeks, but he's still making cuts. Catch some fires, not a shootout score. Maybe he's kind of a mini Fitzpatrick possibly. Let's let's go that route. Uh, 6K range, what you looking at? None of the above. I mean, I don't really like any of these guys down here, but if you're going to twist my arm, I would say Straka. Yeah, I like Straka. If I just want to, you know, hope to get a cut maker, I'll go Danny Willett. We'll go that route. But I like Straka because at least if he catches fire, he can top 20 for you pretty easily. Uh, otherwise, he probably misses the cut. That's just what you get with Straka. Uh, speaking of which, real quick, I, I, I meant to mention it with Max Homa. You see that guy that tweeted him 25 yes. days in a row? Oh, yes. my God. How many golfers are you get tortured by tweets now? Yeah, it, he never should have given in on that. Yeah, like Joel Dahman already got one guy saying he'll bring all the blues. Yeah. Like if he'll play it, so Dahman quote tweeted and, go, and said, look what you did now, Max. Yeah, I saw that. But at least Dahman's funny. Like he, they're going to hit like everybody up. It's going to be pretty. Yeah. Good thing like Reed, you know, blocks everybody. So I don't have to worry about that one. Um, so does Billy Horschel. But I'm playing true. Billy Horschel this week. Maybe so, he won't block you. No, he won't good things. Me. I've been blocked for years. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I love I love guys that, you know, they're so thick-skinned. It's beautiful. Like, um, me, like me. It doesn't affect me at all. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I just bring okay. it up every time I bring up Billy Horschel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never knew. Never knew you are yeah, blocked by no, Billy Horschel. No. Nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> uh, if you're building a cash lineup, who are your first three plays? Um, Neiman, Streelman, and uh, Hoffman. I like that quite a bit. Um, I'm going to go with Fitzpatrick. I'll go with Billy Ho, and I'll go with Leishman. Those will be my first three in a cash lineup. If you're building a GPP lineup, who are you starting with? Uh, I'm going to go with Finau, Bezenhut, and Woodland. I'm going to go with Finau, Reed, and uh, I'll go Leishman. That's where I'll be starting. I, for some reason, I'm really getting sucked into Leishman this week. This could be very bad for the bankroll. But I just feel like he's so much better than that miscut uh, a couple weeks ago. All right. There's some good odds in a loaded field like this if people like to gamble. So you can, you can have some fun here. Who do you see winning this thing? 
I don't have any odds up, man. I'm terrible. You go ahead. Um, some of the ones I'm looking at, like Patty Reed's 33 to one. This fits him perfectly. That's like, like it, it wouldn't be shocked if he's there on Sunday. Uh, Billy Ho's good course history is 50 to one. Definitely could be something he could spike on. Leishman 66. If you're looking for some longer shot guys, uh, you like to see Willie's 100 to one. That could be fun. Um, so yeah, pretty loaded field. It's funny. Stanley's 150 to one, but he's $6,200. That's good stuff. Really good stuff there. But, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with all those takes. Like Tony Finell, twenty eight. I, I could get behind that. Um, I mean, eventually he's going to win some point. Yes, in our lives. Uh, <laughs> and I, like you said, Billy Horschel fifty. I wouldn't mind that if you want a little something a little bit, you know, longer. Um, if you want to avoid the Kyle Stanley chalk and maybe play him to win or top ten or top twenty, you know, he's one hundred and fifty to one. So. If you want some uh, avoid Kyle Stanley chalk, Dom mentions for 6K, Victor Perez is ranked in the top 35 and OWGR is a Euro guy, but he's priced with Camille Viegas, who is 212. So that's an angle. Victor Perez has played really good golf. It seems like when he comes to the U.S., though, outside of the match play, he's kind of like you're just waiting for it to happen. But, hey, maybe it's the week. Who knows? But uh, final thoughts, Jesse, the Memorial, another 120 no. 20 golf for fields. Fun times. It's, uh, it, it, this is a great tournament. I love this tournament every year. Um, one thing to keep an eye on, it's always weird around this time of year, man. Uh, Columbus is about directly due north of me. So we get some, some rain, and we're supposed to get some rain this week. I'm not 100% sure about their forecast, but something to keep an eye on. Yeah, the weather's been really, really strange this year. So definitely something, to keep, an eye, something to keep an eye on. I was wearing um, Under Armour this past weekend. You? Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, man. Tough weather there in Kentucky. Awful. Um, Not frozen and, to death on Saturday, literally. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's like 95 to 100 out here right Fuck now. Off. So I'll, I, don't, I honestly would probably trade you. Yeah. I like it's, I, you I don't mind the heat, F, but it's like uh, it's just torturous at times. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a doozy. We'll see how this week goes. The U.S. Open is right around the corner. I'll have There's a, a women's U.S. Open this week. Yes, right down the road, about an hour and a half from me is at it? the Olympic Club, about two and a okay. half hours. The Olympic Club, uh, it's right across the the water from Harding Park, where the PGA Championship was. I, so, I yeah. will say that 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 that'll be some good evening TV. viewing. Yeah, yes, um, big time. That's that's one of the great things about uh, having West Coast events, and it seems like a lot of women's events are out there just to kind of fit into TV schedule. But either way, it's fun to watch the u.s open i don't care who's playing it yeah it'll be fun the course okay, is old people <laughs> it's an, it's an amazing golf course i'll just watch any u.s open there is you know what i watched a lot of monday night and probably no one cares by now if you're still listening thank you um <laughs> i watched a lot of the the men's ncaa i watched the women's last week but the men's ncaa right now they're playing in scottsdale that's some fun golf because they harden that course up did you? So, oh, they're playing. They're playing TPC Scottsdale. I don't think they're playing TPC Scottsdale. I missed that part. I'm pretty sure it's one of the other courses in Scottsdale, though. Did you watch any of the women's? Yes. Match play. They, they had it on at the golf course. So after we finished, we had a few drinks and some lunch Dude. at the, the bar there. That was some intense golf. Well, that was intense golf. But Shadow Creek, my God, it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, no, we were all sitting there, and the more we sat there, and more people drank, it's like, okay, when are we booking our trip? Type thing. I'm like, but isn't it nice. like four fifty around? You got to stay at the MGM, MGM Resorts. Yeah, it's it's a fee. It's a very big fee, but uh, it looks so like it's worth it. Yeah. It looks that's one of those like pebbles, a big fee. We're going to play pebbles. So it's just kind of one of those deals. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for the U.S. Open, I will have an insider's track. My good oh, buddy that lives okay. in La Jolla, California, has been playing it for the last few weeks. And he has a tea time this Sunday that he booked in March. It's the last day the public gets to play it. 
and he's been playing it for a while watching the rough get blow, built up. So he yeah. said the rough is thick, very, very thick. What kind <laughs> so, of grass is in the rough? Um, he did not mention that. I'll have to, I'll have to tell yeah. him to take really good so notes. If he can on get Sunday. some samples. Yeah, for the rough, and I want rough, fairway, and green. Yes. I want to know all of it. Over seeded. And And tee boxes, yes. But he said it's going to be cool because I'll have all the tees set up and everything. And Is he's he a bomber. Play it? Yeah, he's a bomber. So he's gonna, he'll go like, play it. He'll play I mean, if they'll let him, he'll play from the tips. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll probably have some of those tees closed. I'd imagine. I'm imagining they don't want guys messing those up. But if they let him, he will because he can hit at 330 if he wants to. It's not going to affect him at all. He's like a scratch golfer. So, um, yeah, I'll have a report for you guys on that one. I told him to take very good notes. But uh, other than that, good. I'll wrap it up so you guys don't have to listen to us hey, kind of battle. Thanks for if we, you made it this far. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we can do this off the air like we usually <laughs> do. Um, you can find Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BDN. Check the podcast at Always Press DFS. Good luck this week. We'll be back with you guys next time.